0: To Psalms uh, the book of Psalms chapter number 22 this this evening stand with me if you're able we'll read this together and uh, don't know how tonight will go and I don't it don't really matter how it goes other than how the Lord wants it to go um, we, we may just wade through these and Meditate. God may use us to rear back. I I don't know. I'm just going to mind the Lord, and uh, I'm still under the persuasion that Calvary convicts. I'm still under that persuasion. I don't believe I'll ever lean any different direction concerning Calvary. I don't know how you can look at a hill. Where the Lord Jesus Christ hung on the cross and endured what He endured, and did not convict you. Yes, I, I just I, I don't understand how anybody can do that right. uh, because I know what you are because I'm made of the same stuff you're made of. And you say, "Well, I wonder, I wonder what kind of issues Brother Josh has. Same ones you do. Same ones you do." And. Uh, when you look at Calvary and then you look at the carnal side of who we all are in our flesh, it brings conviction. I, I don't care who you are. How long you've been in church, how many years you've preached or taught, it don't matter. Calvary, conviction. And, uh, and we, all be, we all be thankful for that. And so if I could tonight, I want to go back to that thought and look. Reach what God's put on our heart Look in verse number 1 of Psalm chapter number 22 And verse number 1 The Bible said My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me? And from the words of my roaring Oh my God, I cry in the daytime But thou hearest not And in the night season I am not silent But thou art holy O Thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in Thee. They trusted, and Thou didst deliver them. They cried unto Thee, and were delivered. They trusted in Thee, and were not confounded. But I am a worm, and no man, a reproach of men, and despised of the people. All they that see Me laugh Me to scorn. They shoot out the lip, they shake the head, saying he trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him, let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. But thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. Be not far from me, for trouble is near. for There is none to help. Many bulls have compassed me, strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. They gaped upon me with their mouths as a raving and a roaring lion. I am poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws, and thou hast brought me into the dust of death. For dogs have compassed me, the assembly of the wicked having closed me, they pierced my hands and my feet. I may tell all my bones. They look and stare upon me. They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. But be not thou far from me, O Lord. O my strength, haste thee to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword, my darling, from the power of the dog save me from the lion's mouth for thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorns i will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the congregation will i praise thee again tonight we're we're going back to the psalmist david and we are we 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 see a, a clear image a clear picture Calvary, and we we see, we see we see Calvary. This is this is why God allowed David to pen these words. He's showing us Calvary, in the Old Testament. David was praying and saying things he had no insight that the Son of God would pray and say, but God had insight, and He showed us even from the Old Testament one more time that Calvary was always in the plan of God. Isn't that amazing? Calvary was not an afterthought. When he made Adam and Eve, he he knew all about Calvary, and he still made mankind. That's how much he loves us. And so, if God will help us tonight, we'll 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 dive back in and preach on that thought, the conviction of Calvary. Please pray with me. Pray for me, Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to stand one more time. Lord, I am such. Uh, Lord, I. I, I it amazes me, Lord, that you would even take time to speak to me, let alone allow me to speak to others what you've said in the depths of my soul. Lord, I thank you for loving me and uh, God forgiving me and being gracious and kind. Lord, it's amazing, uh, Lord, how gracious you really are. And God, uh, me and you both know, Lord, that if I got what I deserved and if I, uh, Lord, if I had to stand in in account and give, give an account and, and take on the... The wrath, the payment, and the judgment of my sin. Lord, I sure would not be standing here tonight, but God, I'd be in hell burning forever and ever. So Lord, we thank you, God, for this place that we're trying to preach of and we're trying to exhort about. We're trying to, uh, Lord, make much of the place called Calvary where, Lord, you died for the sin of the whole world. We thank you, Lord, for loving us until your own death. And God, they did not kill you, but Lord, you laid down your life with your own power. God you took it again on that third and appointed day By your own power Lord we're thankful that you loved us as much as you do God it is our determination tonight to please you I'm not preaching to please nobody To get a pat on the back or a handshake But God I want to preach to bring honor and glory to your name And so Lord if you'll help me to do that I I sure would thank you And I'd appreciate Lord if you'd help me bring glory to your name And for what you do in me, through me, for me And these people in this place I'll be the first one to thank you tonight before I lay down and I go to sleep. Lord, I sure love you. God, I thank you for Calvary. Help us for a little while, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I want to talk to you about the most precious place on the planet. There's never been another hill like Calvary. There's never been another place as 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 meaningful to the saint and the child of God tonight as a hill called Calvary. Now, I'm telling you, God's convicted my soul when I begin to think about Calvary. I can't hardly take my mind. I can't fathom. I can't really comprehend I I know what the word word of God says and I I know the things that we've seen with our eyes and the images that we all share Uh, but may I say tonight friend that none of us could have ever imagined just how awful and gruesome and and uh, and, and, and wicked that it was uh, uh, the way that they treated our Lord uh, and our Savior on a hill uh, my friend called Calvary uh, can I tell you tonight friend by the good grace of God I know what it is to go to the foot of the cross I, I know what it is friend to spend time uh, uh, at Calvary I, I'm glad to tell you tonight that as a seven year old boy on January the 9th 2000, my friend I knelt down, the old song said, when I knelt the blood was felt, can I tell you tonight there's nothing that rings any truer than that Calvary is the most special place in the heart of a child of God, it ought to be the most special place in the heart of a child God of God, uh, this morning we begin to look, and I made mention of, and made much of David, uh, years and years before Jesus would ever uh, even take his first breath on uh, uh, this place we call Earth. That uh, David was re- writing, and uh, it's recorded here in our Psalm. And uh, uh, my friend, it's a direct, it's an absolute mirror image uh, of what Calvary would be like. It's it's a mere image of what. Uh, uh, our Savior would, would say and uh, the image and the and the terminology, the setting, it's all found uh, in the psalm of chapter, psalm chapter number 22. Uh, can I say this morning we looked at number one, uh, when we looked at Calvary and we talked about Calvary brings conviction, uh, we sing number one. This morning that it's at Calvary uh, That we find the withdrawal at Calvary In verse number 1 David writing, but it's the Son of God Says, my God, my God Why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me And from the words of my roaring? He said, I cry in the daytime But thou hearest not And in the night season and I'm not silent uh, my friend what a withdrawal it was uh, for the first time through, uh, through time and eternity uh, God the Father has withdrawn himself uh, from God the Son he's turned his back uh, he's tuned and deaf his ears uh, My friend Jesus is alone Are you listening to me tonight Jesus is alone On the cross That should have been me And that should have been you But Jesus was willing To stand in our place And to take our sin And to pay our price To fill God the Father Withdraw from him uh, uh, Jesus my friend uh, didn't deserve one ounce uh, of what he experienced at Calvary uh, but ain't you glad 2,000 years later uh, my friend we can all lift our hand uh, lift our voice and our heart uh, uh, still skips a beat when we realize that it was Jesus uh, uh, that took our place at Calvary it was Jesus that took that withdrawal uh, from God the Father so you and I I would never have to know what it is uh, to, to feel and to see and experience God turn his back on us there's not one person here tonight that God's ever turned away from there's not one sinner God's ever turned his back to why how is that possible well it's possible because he did that to his own son at Calvary there was a withdrawal secondly Not only do we find the withdrawal, there's the withdrawal at Calvary, but we find the worship at Calvary. This is amazing to me. He's turned his back on him, he's forsaken him. That's why he cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because he did. He had to. Because. I talked about this morning, not just my sin, not just your sin, not just the sin of everybody here. My God, I can't even imagine how much sin that would be if it went no further than this room. But we're not talking about this room. We're not talking about this this state. We're not talking about this community or even this nation. We're talking about every sinner that was, that is, and that will, uh, is to come. I mean, every sinner, the vilest of vile, the meanest of mean, the wickedest uh, of the wicked. I'm telling you... I, Every single man, woman, boy and girl You better hear me tonight If they go to hell, they'll go to hell Leaving a bloody Savior on a hill called Calvary Ain't nobody got to go to hell Ain't nobody got to die lost Ain't nobody got to know Not know what it is to walk hand in hand with God If you go to hell You'll go with the cross Standing along your way You'll have to walk around Calvary in order to go to hell you'll have to walk all the way around Calvary to find a place in hell I'm telling you Jesus died for the whole world amen I need a little help tonight the old children's song said red, yellow, black and white they're all precious in his sight Jesus loves the little children of the world Ain't you glad to know you qualify for whosoever? Amen. Is anybody happy about that? Yes, sir. I I run into people. I have run into people several times throughout the years, and they're they're lost. They're going to go to hell, but they're waiting for something to change. They're waiting to get better, you know. Preacher, I'll be down there at that church, but I got to get some things straightened out in my life first. It's not how this works you ain't going to turn over a new leaf and, 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 and help yourself in any way. You can't experience true change. Are you listening? Until you went to Calvary. I know people sitting in this room tonight, they'll tell you everything about their world changed when they met Jesus at Calvary. Nothing's the same. Their, the, the, their values are different. There are rich men who used to value riches. But now that's not their God. Jesus is their God. There's drug addicts who drugs were their God and drugs were their life. But now drugs is not the forefront of their life, but Jesus is. I mean, you name a sinner and they've got a story. I don't know where you came from, but I know where God has brought me in. Oh, because of Calvary. Time after time after time. My friend, I'm saying all that to say this. My God, we ought to worship because of Calvary. Jesus, hanging on a cross, beaten, bloodied, battered, bruised, belittled, cussed, mocked. Scourged and scorned, forsaken by his own father, yeah. looks up and says, but Lord, thou art holy. Yeah. Yeah. I know I, I spent a lot of time here this morning. I, I'm not trying to re-preach it. But I wonder how many people come to church week in and week out that are guilty of failing to worship God because this, that, or the other. Bless God, it just don't feel like it's supposed to in here tonight, so I ain't going to say amen. You ain't been looking at Calvary. If you take one good look at Calvary, you'll, you'll say more than amen. Amen. I mean, I'm telling you, God's really helped my, helped my heart and helped my soul with this. I mean, I can't hardly go over some of these things. When I read them, oh, God has just bathed me in this, in this passage concerning Calvary. I mean, can you think about those nails that went through his hands and feet? That was us. Should have nailed you to a cross. Should have nailed me to a cross. By the way, we're still nothing. You do realize the Bible still says That in you and in me and in us Dwelleth no good thing The only good thing about anybody Is if Jesus is living on the inside nothing good about none of us we're all vile we're all wretched we're all rotten we're all sinners we're all messed up and twisted and perverted I mean we're no good in who we are but how many of y'all know thank God when you had a visit when you made a stop when you repented and surrendered at Calvary the old man died hallelujah and there was a birth of a new man I'm not the same as I once was glory to God I'm telling you, Calvary, Calvary, Calvary makes a difference. You don't know why people can say, yeah, I'm a Christian, but there ain't a thing in the world different about them. They've got an experience, but it wasn't at Calvary. Amen. Amen. Preach all this morning. We're living in a day and hour. The preacher will say, all right, how many people in here this morning, heads bowed, eyes closed, nobody looking around. How many people in here this morning would say, preacher, I don't want to go to the bad place? You know, they won't say hell no more. Hell's a Bible word. Amen. Hell's a place. Amen. Hell's a place. If you don't want to go to the bad place, raise your hand. They'll raise their hand and say, okay, all you got to do is say this. Repeat after me. Lord, I, I'm i a sinner. Half of them probably don't say that. God, please forgive my sin. I trust you as my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. They'll say, all right, who prayed that prayer? Of course, everybody prayed the prayer. So they'll get a number and they'll bring them all up front, give them a Bible and a T-shirt and a and a, and a right. gift card to Mr. Geddes. right. So they can go to their minutes and get on Facebook and, and type up that we've had, we have had 45 saved this Sunday. Amen. And 30 of them got saved two Sundays ago. Yeah. Help me somebody. Yeah. By the way, we won't believe that either. Amen. But anyways. And they're, 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 they're clinging to a profession, but they've never been to that place. Yeah, right, right. Let me tell you something, sinner friend. You ever fall on your face at Calvary, you won't leave the same way. You can't see an innocent man dying in your place, carrying your sin, taking your beating, taking taking your cussing, taking your spitting, uh, taking everything that you and I deserve and him taking it and putting it upon himself and doing it in our place. You'll never see the Savior hanging on the cross of Calvary without finding and feeling conviction of the Holy Ghost. A lot of people claim to know Jesus, but they've never been to Calvary. Let me tell you something, when we're on this side of the cross, you can't know Him any other way. That's That's the first place you ever encounter Jesus. Hello! Y'all believe your Bible, don't you? How many people you see every week on Facebook praying? (laughs) They might as well well go down there to the Chinese restaurant Set Indian style, put the fingers out like this and talk to Buddha. That's right. I'm not me, I'm serious. That's what you might as well do. These people don't know Jesus. They've never been to Calvary, they've never been to church and they're praying. Who are they praying to? It ain't the God of the Bible. Because he can't hear the prayer. The only prayer that the God of that Bible hears that comes from the lips of the sinner is Lord have mercy on me. Forgive me, cleanse me, save me. I'm mean going to tell you, uh, uh, you you don't know Christ if you've never been to Calvary, you don't know who Jesus is. That's the first place you've got to go to meet him. It's Calvary. We're, we're, we're on this side of the cross. There was men, there was multitudes, there was there was there was maids and uh, there, 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 was, there was mighty men of valor and war that, that that had met Christ before Calvary. But you and I after the cross. There's no way to meet him without stopping at Calvary. That's where you're gonna find Jesus. That's where he came, that was the intent of his life. Was to die on a hill called calvary so we've seen the withdrawal of calvary in verse 1 and 2 we've seen the worship of calvary in verse number 3 and 4 and 5 and then this morning we spent the remainder of our time looking at the worm of calvary verse 6 said but i am a worm did you realize jesus became lower than a man a little old, I'm talking about an insignificant, nobody thinks nothing about something you step on and wipe your shoe off. A worm. That's what he, that's how low he got, friends. You with me, ain't you? Yes, We're living in a day and hour, it's all about us. But ain't the, that ain't the nature of Jesus. You with me? A worm. I'm not going to re-preach all this. Because I've got a lot to say. But look with me in verse number 9. All this is coming from Calvary. Verse number 9, he said, But thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. I not only want you to see the withdrawal of Calvary and the worship of Calvary and the worm of Calvary but now we find the witness of Calvary. Can I say it is here we find a, another clear cause for conviction from a hill called Calvary. Can I say despite all the torment and the sorrow that our Savior has endured I, my friend it's amazing to me it can, Convicts me that despite the beating the cussing that despite the torment that my friend Jesus at Calvary is still being a light and a witness for his father Amen. how many of y'all quote unquote I'm as guilty as you so I'm preaching to the choir well preacher I'm sorry I just lost my testimony on that one I think we do that a little too much is anybody going to help me I lost my testimony at work the I've heard this stuff. I lost my testimony at work the other day. What'd you do? Well I just had all I could take and went off. By the way, they're looking for you to do something to Yeah, yeah, they're 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 waiting on you to do or say something. So they can mark you off as a hypocrite. And so they mark your church off as Bunch of hypocrites. You do realize that's how this works, don't you? Right. If you go stupid, they're not just going to call you stupid, they're calling us stupid. Right. Help me somebody. Right. You go out and commit a fornication adultery, that's all of a sudden not just your testimony, but now, well, you know it's going on down in that church, don't you? Right. This thing's a whole lot bigger than us. Right. But can I tell you who you bring the most shame to? The one you claim to love, serve, know, walk with, talk with. Isn't it amazing? I wonder how many grown men with testosterone and pride and ego in us could let another man grab you by your beard, pull it from your face, and spit in your face and cuss you. Talk about your mama. Oh, you didn't know that? Oh yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah, she was she was the town ho, right. according to them. Right. Huh. What kind of woman says that she had a child with the Holy Ghost? Yeah, We know what she's been out doing. It ain't Joseph, right? right. Yeah. Talking about your father. I don't need to get you down off this cross. Man. yeah. And he never lost his testimony. Yeah. I don't know about y'all. But that convicts me. Yeah. 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 What do you mean? Well, look, we read it. We read it. I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to show you. He didn't lose, lose his witness. He was still a witness. Look at verse 9. Excuse me. Uh, excuse me. Look at verse 7. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head saying he trusted on the Lord. They would deliver him. Let him deliver him seeing he delighted in him. And he said but thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. And I was cast upon thee up from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. Be not far from me for trouble is near. For there is none to help you know what he says? Does he cuss them back? The Bible says he opened his mouth. He try. try to defend himself. You know what we do when, when somebody says, well, I'll tell you one thing right now, that Caleb Rose, he, he claims to be a preacher, but he ain't no preacher. You want to know the first thing that you are tempted to do is go prove to them that you are who you say you are. They went as far to take his robe off, gamble over it, put it on, put a crown on, prance around Proclaimed to be, they went as far as to make a superscription, yeah. uh, right. mocking yeah. him. Amen. Three languages, King of the Jews, which he is, yeah. which he was. Yeah. it over his head. Said, "Oh, you want a crown, don't you, King? Let us give you one. Thorns yeah. 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 that will sink into your brow. Yeah. Not one time." You realize he could have snapped his... He could have thought. He could have thought many man by it And blinded But he didn't. You know who he... You know who got every bit of the glory at Calvary? God the Father. I'm telling you. This has convicted me. He said, Okay. They're walking by, they're laughing at him, they're mocking him, they, 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 they spit on him and beat him. And He said, okay, Lord, now you've been my God from my mother's womb. I wonder how many of y'all would be named and claiming. Having yeah. to endure what our Savior's enduring, his thoughts are still on the Father. And I see in his witness, he, he's got a few things. Brother Shelby and man that's, that's preaching, I'd write it in my Bible if I was you. I ain't telling you what to do, but I would. Uh, uh, here's, the, here's what the witness is. Christ uh, leaves this witness at Calvary. Number one, he leaves the witness that he was delivered. Look at verse number nine. He said, "But thou art He. uh, Excuse me. Thou art He that took me out of the womb." Uh, uh, Can I say? uh, uh, Tighten a picture right here from Calvary. He kept this. that he had been born may I say it ought to be our job to keep our witness and our testimony it convicts me to keep my witness to the world that not just that I've been born but that I've been born again my friend his witness was God you birthed me into this world I'm still banking on you you know what, I are witness ought to be as children of God. You've birthed me into this family. I'm still leaning on you. Amen. They hate me, coming against me, taking what I got, still in front of me. I, you name it, people can do. People do anything to hurt you. They'll do anything. Set you up, fraud and defraud you for things that you've not even done. What do you do? Bless them out. Say, Lord. You're my father. And I know that because I got a birth. Y'all with me, ain't you? I know it's a little different tonight or that tonight it was this morning, but it's still good. Yes, hey, man. Amen. Now, I want you to see this. Bible outlines itself. I've been asked a thousand times, how do you get them outlines? I don't get them. I just speak them. They already hear you no know, new revelation. What's the witness he tells us? In verse 9 he said Thou art he that put me out of the womb. Not only is his witness uh, Christ the witness at Calvary concerning he this he was delivered but secondly we find that he was developed. Look in verse number 9. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. You know what a mother's breast Developing a baby. Right. that's what the breast of a mother's for to an infant. It's to develop that child. I don't know this to be a fact, but they say that that, that that that's the that's the best thing you can do for a child. It develops them the quickest. It forms their minds and their bodies and it yeah. forms their brain and it, and, it, and, it, and it don't set them back or it's, it's supposed to be the same I would imagine it would be considering God's the one that done it right. yeah. it's for the development or the growth come on somebody yeah. right. Amen, brother. I got a little girl she's on a bottle one of these days we, we started to give her a little, uh, other things one of these days she's not going to take a bottle but it was that bottle for that first time long that developed her. That got her to the place that she can eat and take digest strongly. Y'all, please, I hope you've seen this. What a witness. I'm convicted by his witness because when he was at Calvary he left the witness there. Not only uh, that he had been delivered he talked about his birth but he's been developed. Can I tell you as a Christian what we all started on? Some of y'all just ain't clicking up. Paul talked about this being the sincere milk. Can I tell you one of the greatest witnesses that you'll ever leave uh, live in this life that you live is not that you got saved. All kinds of people get saved. They're shooting stars. They burn real bright for just a little while, and then they fizzle and fade out. I don't want to be a shooting star. I want to be one of them that's in. I want to be one of them in the big dipper. I don't care when it is, what it is, if the weather's nice, pretty, what time of year it is. You go out there, and babies are where they've always been. They're set. They're put. They're they're, they're, they're steady. They're consistent. I don't want to be a shooting star, Christian. How do we get where we don't fizzle up, fade out? You've got to develop Amen. You've got to mature. You've got to grow. What a testimony. Our Savior shows us. He left a witness that not only was He delivered he a tight picture of our born-again experience, but then He was developed and the picture of our spiritual growth and maturity. He said in verse 9, He said, Thou didst make me hope. I was upon my mother's breast verse 10 he said I was cast upon thee from the womb thou art my mother's belly can I say not only does Christ leave this witness that he was delivered and he was developed but he was also dedicated verse 10 anybody know what we do with babies around here you've been around long enough you know modern days will come to me We like to dedicate our young. That ain't a Catholic church principle, like the Bible principle. We give the Catholic Church credit for everything. That ain't Catholic Church, that's King and Bible. Now, I tell you how they dedicated Jesus through the circumcision. Y'all ready? Under that Jewish law of custom, uh, my friend, to bring honor and glory and keep the covenant between God and man, they said, "Well, here's what we're going to do." Uh, we're not only uh, not only we find he's delivered and developed, but he was also dedicated. He said, "Right there, verse number ten, I was brought to you. I was given to you from the mother's womb." Amen. Can I say what a word of witness? Yeah, it's convicted witness to me. Oh, he's endured calvary. And he's still going back to his roots of God. Father, I know you're not listening to me, but Mama dedicated me all these years ago. That's the way I want to go out of this thing, man. Lord, I don't feel like I used to. I, I've never been brought too far. My mom and dad prayed over me and said, Here, Lord, he's yours. And yep. said, God, I want to be yours. Yeah. That's what he's saying. What you King Bible saying in verse number ten—that's exactly what he says. He said, "I was cast upon thee." You know what that is? Amen. Yeah. In other words, Mama and dad throw me in. This, throw me in your lap, Lord. Yeah. Amen. I was given to you. Yeah. I was dedicated. What a witness that he had at Calvary. I want you to see this. I, I, I've got all kinds of things here tonight. Not only was he dedicated, but he's also doubtless. Look in verse 10. He said, I was cast upon thee from my, uh, cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. Can I say from the moment of his birth, the world, the devil, the leaders, the politics, I, I, they were against him. Y'all remember what Herod did, don't you? Yeah. Jesus didn't find this crowd for three and a half years of this public ministry. You remember the, the biblical story you know what we what what we call, celebrate whatever we'll you want to call it time of year, Christmas when Jesus was born. Listen to me. The Bible said Jesus was born as the star went up in the sky. The Bible said that the wise men were sent and they followed that star. And, and, and when they got there, they didn't want to return. I hope God can very Christmas story by yes, it. Didn't want to go home, they didn't want to return, and news got back that the wise men wouldn't be back to King Herod, that they found the, the real king, God's king, the son of God, and Herod made a decree. And killed all the firstborn. Amen. Where did Mary and Joseph have to take Jesus? It was prophesied that he would come out of a place that's a type of picture and image, a shadow of the world. Yeah. And then them, them Jews could never figure that one out. How's our savior going to come out of Egypt? Yeah. So you now I read your Bible. I can get you. Yeah. This is like, hmm. Didn't know that. He came out of Egypt because Mary and Joseph were forced to Egypt to avoid Herod and the firstborn and the to You realize from the moment of his conception they was trying to kill him. Yeah. This, wasn't, this wasn't a matter of all. Oh, Jesus has done some miracles and we're kicked off. He's a blasphemer. No! The devil had his sights on him from his birth but you know what Jesus said in verse number 10 we read thou art my God from my mother's belly. In other words I ain't doubted you before. You've never found me before. And I won't doubt now. Can I say what a testimony? You with me? What a testimony. The witness that Jesus maintained at Calvary ought to convict you. Can I say he did not whine? On Calvary, he was a witness. He was delivered, developed, dedicated, doubtless. This is where I really want to get to. We've looked at the witness of Calvary and the worm of Calvary. We've seen the withdrawal of Calvary, the worship of Calvary. And the witness, now I want you to see the weight, the weight of Calvary. Look with me, verse 11. Verse number 11. Bible reads, Be not far from me, for trouble is near. There is none to help. Many bulls have compassed me. Strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. They gaped upon me with their mouths as raving and a roaring lion. He says, I am poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and My tongue cleaveth to my jaws and thou hast brought me into the dust of death. I'm not going to read on. We'll read it as we preach this point and we'll be done. I want you to see the weight of Calvary. Talk about Calvary convicts. If you ain't convicted by now, when you see the withdrawal, and we, we find the, the worship, and we find the worm, and we find the witness that Jesus was, is, left, and done at Calvary. I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about downtown. When they, when they were holding up signs and marching around the tabernacle where he was teaching and preaching. Protesting him. No, 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 no. This is the day that all of the earth and all eternity changed forever. The most gruesome day this world has ever known. And he kept his witness. And he kept his worship. Is that convicting anybody? Despite the withdrawal. Now we see, to me, the hardest and most heaviest part of Calvary. It was the weight. Yeah. Can I tell you, He was under pressure that you and I would never understand. Because He didn't just take our sin, He became our sin. Right. Right. See, He became everything for every man. And, 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 and this, this, this psalm, it outlines some of that weight can I say the weight that Jesus bore at Calvary is beyond our ability of comprehension. Even if it was just that, that the weight of sin alone. You can't grasp it. But there's a whole lot more to this weight than just sin. And I'm going to show it to you. The weight that Jesus carried was much more than just the cross. There was weight there, wasn't there? But there's much more than just the cross. Is much more than the shame. I would dare say that the weight of shame was pretty heavy this day. But it's much more than that. All of eternity, the whole world, all of the pain, shame, the gain, the good, the bad, and the ugly was all placed on our Savior when he crawled up a hill called Calvary. I want to break this weight down. Number one, I want you to see this weight. I find it to be a weight of desertion. Look at verse 11. He said, Be not far from me, for trouble is near. Look now, for there is none to help. This is the weight of desertion. He's been deserted by everybody. Including His own Heavenly Father. Where's them disciples that, Lord, I love you all the way to the, to the end of the world. Peter's at a fire somewhere, cussing. Yeah. Right. Amen. Thomas has lost his mind a long time ago. Judas is dead. Yeah. Yeah. He's done sold him out and hung himself. Yeah. Yeah. The only one that makes their way to Calvary, John the Beloved. And Jesus looks at John and says, Son, behold thy mother, and mother, behold thy son. In other words, he's passing the mantle to John, take care of my mama. Amen. Yep. Amen. The rest of them are gone. Where's all them blind men that he made sick? Huh? Yeah. I thought about way, has anybody ever had to come to church? heavy? Yep. Maybe somebody's forsook you. You'll come in. Let's talk about God the Father deserting him. That would have been plenty enough for us to be convicted about. Yeah, the whole world turned on him. Yeah. The entire world and all of heaven were forced to desert him. Mm-hmm. I Don't the weight. That convicts me. Because I can't tell you how many temper tantrums I've threw over somebody I love doing me wrong. We see the weight of desertion. There's no disciples. There's no God. But then we see the weight of the devils. Hey, it wasn't just Jesus happy-go-lucky that day. Satan, an ever-fallen angel, had front row seats to this event. Look in verse 12. He said, many bulls have come past me. Strong bulls of Bashan. These are devils. One of the best messages I've ever heard preached in my life. Brother Richard Harrison preached it. On them strong bulls of Bashan. He's a cowboy. A real. Raises all that stuff. Rodeo's. Horses and all that. He preached a message one time on the chief matador, on them strong bulls and them devils, and got talked about the the blood and the red and all that. My God, I'm telling you, But he pointed out that these strong bulls of Basan, what he believed and what other commentators have said that I've looked, it is a direct reference to the devils. Strong boys. Now listen, I'm gonna say something. I've said it a thousand times, you need to hear it again. You are no match for the devil. Amen. Or devil's. Yes, sir. You need to know that. No. This this, this spinning in your hand and blowing the devil out of your house, stuff ain't gonna work. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You can't do a blame thing with the devil. Nope. But Jesus can't. This day, he said, the strong bulls of Bashan, look, hath compassed me about. You know what I believe? Just like the soldiers and the Pharisees was marching around and gazing up, you better know the devil was there. How about it now, King? You better know the, the lowest Jesus ever got was when he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And did you know immediately when he come out of that 40 days, Fasting period, he was met by the devil. That's when the devil came to tempt him at his weakest Amen. moment. Amen. If he would have him when he was walking on the for earth, don't you think for one second he wasn't there when he was on the cross? And every little devil he had. I've often said, there's songs that say, I believe when they put him in that tomb, boy, they was a celebration out of hell. All the devils and Satan walked by and boy they were slapping the tomb and he's gone, he's done, he's dead, and they were compassing him about. How about it? How about it, by the way? I can show you I ain't got time, but I can take you in the New Testament and show you where that spirit come from. When that thief on the cross, y'all remember that. When he said what the crowd said. And guess where the crowd heard it from? Straight from the lips of the devil. If you're really God, He was there. Jesus, I want you to see the weight, the weight of desertion. His Father has turned. Heaven has been forced to turn. The disciples have turned and now the devil has embraced. You're talking about ways. How good would you do if God lifted His hand and the devil piled, piled on? We wouldn't make it, brother. We'd sink. We'd we'd crumble and crack. I mean, it'd be over. This would start to you. But we'll never know what that feels like. Hallelujah. We'll never know what it feels like for God to do this and the devil do this. Why? Because he said it don't matter how good or bad or right or wrong, he made a promise I. That convicts me. Amen. Not only did he have the weight of desertion, we see then he had the weight of devils. Then I want you to see the weight of dialect. Verse number thirteen, the Bible said, "They gaped upon me with their mouths as they raving in a roaring line." Whoever said, "Whoever said sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me," is a liar. Words hurt cussing him and mocking him. It, you say, how do you know? It's in the book. Amen. He wouldn't have wrote it if it didn't hurt him. Yeah. In verse number 13, dialect. There's a weight that comes with that. Some of y'all still remember things that so-and-so said about you. It's been five or six or ten years ago, but it's still, it's, it's hurtful. Am. Amen. 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 He said, they gaped upon me with their mouths. Not only do we see the weight of dialect, but right here is the, the biggest one. I'm done. Nine minutes, I'm done. And I say this weight is compiled of many different forms of suffering. And the greatest weight that we find at Calvary is not only the weight of desertion, the weight of devils, and the weight of dialect, but I want you to think about the Son of God having to have an encounter and bear the weight of dying. This is something that God don't do. God don't die. He has no beginning, has no end. But yet He comes to die. And it's a weight. It's one He has to carry that He's never carried before. I want you to look in verse 14. This weight of dying. Right here is more sub-points. Number one, it brought dissolution of his body. Look at verse 14. He said, I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. All prophetic. And all came to pass. His bones did come out of joint. None of them was broken because it said it was prophesied they wouldn't break, but they did come out of joint. Verse 14. He said, I'm poured out like water. Means he's emptied himself. There's nothing left. He said, "All my bones are out of joint." Look here. He said, "My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels." The weight of dying brought dissolution of his body. He's dissolved from the inside out. I mean, everything he was was dissipated when he took on this weight of dying. Not only under the weight of dying do we find the dislocation of His body, but what about the dislocation of His bones? This ought to convict you. Have any of y'all ever had to have one bone dislocated because of who you are and your sin? Hey, you're a sinner. Come here. I'm going to throw your shoulder out. Nobody. But all of His were. And they were because He took our place. He took on the... Weight of dying. We'll shout before we leave here now if you'll stay with me. The dissolution of his body, verse 14, the dislocation of his bones. What about the decrease of his heartbeat? Verse 14, he said, My heart is like wax, it is melted in the midst of my bowels. You know what he said? Some of y'all. I've said things like this before. I'm just so heartbroken. His heart was more than broke, it was crushed into liquid like wax. He said, My heart's like wax and it's pouring through my mouth. And he did every bit of that for you and me. That's part of the weight of death. The decrease of his heartbeat. Look here. Then I want you to see the drying up of his being in verse 15. The Bible said, My strength is dried up like a potsherd. And my tongue cleaveth to my jaws, and thou hast brought me into the dust of death. Can I ask you where mankind came from to begin with? Came from dust. You know, the Bible still says... You know, we came from dust and we'll return to dust. Yeah, yeah. You know what Jesus is saying here? Mr. Death is fixing to open the door to me. I'm fixing to die. I'm fixing to know what this is. He He's drying up. His mouth is parched. The Bible said his tongue clave to his jaws. Oh, and they said he was thirsty. They gave him something to drink. It was just Vinegar. On the end of a sponge mixed with gall. Also prophesied. Talk about the weight of dying, the drying up of his being. What about the driving of nails between his bones? Talk about the weight of dying, how he died. Verse 16. For dogs have compassed me, the assembly of the wicked have enclosed me, they pierced my hands and my feet. You see the weight of death, the weight of dying. It is now brought driving the driving of nails between his bones. They didn't put them through his palms. Nothing there to hold it. Amen. There's bones that you split right here. Amen. You hang on. Amen. I hate to make this analogy, but it's all I got of this illustration. Anybody's ever killed a deer? You know that ligament type thing. The back of the leg, sticking after it in the hand. It's kind of the same thing. Through his feet. He was stretched. His bones popped out of the joint and all that stuff started collapsing his lungs. And so he would have to take with his with his feet being nailed to the cross and try to push himself up. As he suffocated. That ought to convict you. Amen. We see the distinction of his bones in verse seventeen. He said, "I may tell all my bones." Right. You know what he said? I can see every bone in my body. Amen. My God! And I want to break your heart that Jesus would go through these things because He loves you. Some y'all don't have enough respect for Jesus to even listen about preaching on Calvary without being distracted or wanting to do something else. Shame on you. You with me? I'm being a pastor tonight. I'm I'm being your preacher. Shame on you. Jesus loves you. He died for you. He endured the weight of death for you. The way to death brought about the distinction of his bones. But what about this? Not only do we see the distinction of his bones, we see the disrespect of his body. Look at verse 7. 17, excuse me. He said, I may tell all my bones, they look and stare upon me. They part my garments. Among them and cast lots. They took his clothes off. He's naked. You see this image that people have all over the house. Cars and all this stuff. of A, a pale skinned man with stringy, wiry, long hair and beard. And he's wearing a, a white something other like around his waist or whatever. And he's got a to a blood night. He was butt naked. Amen. Amen. They disrespected his body. They shamed him. Ain't nothing no worse, no more embarrassing to anybody than to be stripped down naked in front of everybody. He was nailed to a tree. What was he going to do about it? He couldn't cover himself. Couldn't hide. Couldn't run. I've you to think of all things. Why well, did he go that low? And the Lord spoke to him. Can I tell you why he went that low? Why he had to be naked? Does anybody remember where the first time sin occurs in your Bible? It occurs in the Bible.